What is going on guys so here for another video be sure to like comment and subscribe for more as we are currently growing the channel hope you guys having a safe weekend and a safe sunday tomorrow's fucking wednesday that's well tomorrow's mo uh, monday and that's kind of depressing uh but i hope you guys checked out the video um yesterday on um, the ironic case of wallace uh so yeah i will be doing um short videos every now and then so be sure to check out the last one I did yesterday and I have another one actually coming tomorrow. So I'm going to put that in a chat. Make sure to um, definitely check that video out and like it. Uh, we need to get a lot of likes on that video. Um, so um, that came out yesterday and uh, another one will be coming tomorrow. And also check your notifications. Uh, I got a couple uh, streams already scheduled um, actually throughout the week already. So check that out as well. Um, we're available on Stitcher. Spotify, Anchor, Google Podcasts, all that good stuff. You can check out all those links in the description below. Uh, so we're here with Sigma Jones. What's going on, Sigma? Hey, what's going on, Soul? Glad to be here once again. Hey, man. It's good to have you. Good to have you. Uh, you guys already know. Well, you should know Sigma. He's been on the anime panels for pretty consistently uh so um you know we found i found out he was a fellow uh nerd nigga and all that stuff so um <laughs> it's always uh, a good 
uh, thing to see him here or here in the chat or uh, on the panel. So I appreciate you coming aboard. Um, so shout out to the people that came through early. Uh, what's going on new? What's going on art? What's going on uh, your league of drawings? Yeah, your shit. Your shit. Uh, what's going on Eisen? Black Cross with the curls. What's up, Evan? What's going on? Hope y'all are doing well. Shout out to the people that came through early. Uh, so we're here with, like I said, Sigma. Um, Sigma, what made you start your YouTube channel? Well, it actually is interesting because I've actually had my channel for at least a good hmm, four years in the making. But mm -hmm. I actually did not start making videos to this channel until roughly about September or October of last year. And actually, I started off making videos over on Free Speech Avenger, just kind of doing my own little intakes here and there. And then finally, after kind of being involved with some of the panels uh, from other streams and whatnot, I decided, well, you know what? I got some inputs I want to put in myself through my YouTube channel. So I started doing it roughly around October of last year. Mm -hmm. So how was your experience on uh, Free Speech Avenger? Um, Free Speech is actually was pretty cool, especially being a platform that was made for black men, you know, to kind of put in their inputs and everything and videos without fearing being flagged or whatnot. So a lot of my <laughs> hardcore type of videos, um, some of them definitely I can't bring them over here to YouTube. So I just pretty much put them all over on Free Speech Avenger. Um, I haven't touched uh, my channels over there lately, just kind of been focusing a little bit on the YouTube side, want to get things in a different direction. But I do plan mm -hmm. later on to kind of go back and put some more hard-hitting videos over there. Oh, yeah, man, I, 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 I get where you're coming from, man. Um, you know, you got to start, you know, you just you know, it's a step by step, you know, um, even me, like I know eventually that you know youtube can't be the only place we have our content at but you know it's a it's a great place to start with the huge audience this website the platform has you know um you can definitely um grab a lot of unique um audiences from youtube so it's a really great benefit uh for anyone to uh start and start doing content here so besides um free speech avenger were you on any other like forums or anything like that mm, i was a little bit on a little back chat for SYSBM. They had like a WhatsApp that they had running on for probably a few months or whatnot. But then I kind of jumped off a bit, um, just kind of focused more on my platforms on YouTube and all. Um, I don't have a Twitter account. Um, I've never really been too interested in Twitter. But I am thinking of later on, um, especially with some of my Black Ronin series that I got going on, I am looking at trying to open up an Instagram account. Uh, once I start doing my travelings again to kind of get that going. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what made you decide to use the name Sigma Jones? Like, what is your what's your origin story here? You know, I always got to ask everyone because you know we are a fellow nerd niggas here. You know, Batman has his origin story. Everyone has their own origin story. So, uh, what's your origin story to um, your name? Well, it was interesting because uh, when I first came onto YouTube, it was right around the time when I guess the term. Manosphere 2.0 was kind of in his heyday and whatnot. And uh, during this time, they always had this talk about alphas and betas and whatnot. And to me, I just find it interesting that when they use the term alpha a lot, they don't understand that with that connotation, it deals with a lot of social dynamics. 
Whereas a man who is truly free in his thoughts and truly free of going about his business, he's more so considered a Sigma. And so I took on the moniker of Sigma just to kind of be my own man, be my own type of retrospect to just, um, just, you know, kind of play on words the way people put alpha this, beta that. And I just took Sigma and then the last name Jones and just meshed them together. Okay, okay, okay. And also, uh, mods, can you please put uh, Sigma's uh, YouTube link in the chat? I have it in my description, but if you can just grab it and put it in the chat as long as long with the uh, his Avenger page, that would definitely be appreciated. So what's your focus on your channel? So my focus on my YouTube channel is definitely more SYSBM based. Um, and even then, I kind of change it a little bit more to where I want brothers to kind of focus more on themselves and focus more on the great aspects of life of once you're traveling and experiencing new cultures and everything. And so, and a little bit of nerd stuff too. I actually been kind of getting into a few of the video games that a lot of guys are kind of showing on their channels. So I have like one little outtake that I do of World of Warships. It's one of my favorite games. But outside of that, it's definitely... A little bit more SYSBM focused, especially with the Black Ronin series. Um, definitely trying to push that hard because it seems that a lot of the subscribers, they're very into that particular series. And then, of course, too, another nerd aspect. Um, I'm very huge on history. And one of my favorite histories that I like to read up on is World War II. And so I have another series that I got going on called The War Room, which focuses on all the aspects of World War II, and even some of the ramifications that happens afterwards, um, some ramifications that are still happening to this day. Um, and it's also there to kind of like show some people that, you know, their ideas that they come up with, that there might be some historical connotations that comes with it. But outside of that, with the War Room, the Black Ronin series, and then a few SYSBM, uh, videos and streams here and there that pretty much make up the whole content of my YouTube channel. And uh, I'm glad you mentioned um, those series. Actually, also, those are actually literally questions I had for you because you know when I look at someone's channel, I kind of my when I first look at someone's channel, I'm kind of thinking, okay, like what is the theme, right? And when I look at your channel, I was like, okay, wait, I do see some type of history theme on here. I'm like, okay, well, there's a lot of people on YouTube that just focus strictly on history. And then I saw your series. I'm like, okay, we got Ronin stuff here. I'm like, okay, well, you kind of sound to me. It's like your channel is almost like, well, I, I didn't, I didn't know Nameless. I knew you first before Nameless, but I think you guys are almost in that same area, almost kind of, with because uh, his is what he's doing is kind of like scrolls, history, samurai stuff a little bit. But you got you're also focused a little bit on history as well, which I think um, it's a good thing to have. I mean, it makes uh, people stand out. Um, I don't know a lot of other channels doing what you're doing, so. Uh, when I look at your channel, I'm like, okay, that's that theme. But what made you want to um, kind of start putting history, history content on your channel? Um, well, earlier, probably on last year before the new year came through, I made a stream where I let the audience know that I was going to take my YouTube, YouTube channel in a completely different direction. Um, that wasn't saying I wasn't going to talk about SYSBM, but just so that there's some topics that go on in youtube black side of youtube that i feel that is being talked way too much i'm not mm -hmm. saying you know you shouldn't be talking about them at all but it just kind of seemed like there's already like 
the it's already crowded as far as certain topics or subjects that a lot of these streams talk about and so mm -hmm. for me um being a you know self-proclaimed nerd and everything you know i have more focus on a lot of things that may not be mainstream to the black sector of youtube but i do know there's a few brothers within the black sector youtube that share the same type of aspects that i would as far as like world war ii um things all japan especially from the sysbm side there's a lot of brothers who are interested in what life is like in japan and so when i kind of when I kind of, as they say, read the tea leaves and everything, it was like, okay, here's some subjects that I think would kind of garner more attention and even kind of branch out more, but at least it'll be something to where a lot of the newcomers, especially young brothers who may not think along the same lines as a lot of mainstream guys throughout Black YouTube, you know, they could come over to my channel and maybe just kind of catch on like, hey, this is a subject I want to hear more. This is a subject where I'm familiar with, so... That's that's my direction I wanted to take when I started the new year. Yeah, I think I think that's a really smart. Uh, you know, when you're considering when you're starting a channel and what direction you want to put it in. Like I said, you're trying to think of a theme, and I, I went through the same thing you went through. I don't know how long um, that took you to uh, really kind of brainstorm, but um, it's true. There are a lot of topics it's like check it check says that I've been exhausted. Um, like I, I just did a stream on this with the whole uh, nerd nigga <laughs> assessment. We already covered that, so. Um, it, you got to kind of great stream. I was oh, gonna say great stream on that too. Yeah. <laughs> thank you. I tried to, you know, make it. You know, it was pretty clean. I don't think it was too bad. But yeah, thank you. Um, but yeah, like you know, you you have to figure out. Okay, what lane am I gonna go? Right? Because there's there's already a lane full. Of, you know, the 2.0 and topics that are okay. Well, I mean, what else can you say to those? You know, I guess if you wanted to add your input in two cents, you can say a little, do a video here and there about it, or maybe get on a panel or something and say a little two piece and then just bounce off. But to have to keep repeating that topic 24 7 on your channel i mean like check says that can be very exhausting you know that's and to me that doesn't really sound fun at all like you know you if we're trying to like you know do these extra things after work because a lot of us do have other responsibilities school whatever i mean that stuff should be fun right so um to me it's like well if it's not going to be fun like what's the point in doing it and you know a lot of those topics are just not fun to talk about 24 7. Absolutely. And and I get that, you know, there's some individuals that come into this side of Black Manosphere and they want to talk on the subjects that have been rehashed because, well, that draws the crowd and, right. you know, that draws more subscribers. And I, and I get that. I understand from a business standpoint. But like you, like you just said earlier, you know, for me, those topics gets old pretty quickly because, to be honest, a lot of those topics I can't really relate to because I've never been put in those situations. And so I just decided, well, I want to talk about things that may not relate to everybody. But I do know there's a handful of guys out there that actually can relate to these subjects. And if it builds up the channel slowly, you know, I'm all for it. To me, mm -hmm. business is all about building for the long term rather than, you know, for short gains and whatnot. Right. And that'll be to your benefit, um, even to mine, you know, because uh, you do it organically. Um, you get those specific, unique uh, viewers uh, once and after, you know, uh, how old are you, by the way? Are you a millennial? Yeah, I'm 28. Oh, wow. 28. Wow. OK, you're uh, you're two years uh, older than Cut to the Chase. Wow. OK. Wow. Good. <laughs> Good. Great. Wow. Damn. I didn't know that. <laughs> uh, great. So, OK, so you'll probably be here in the next 20 years, per se, pretty much with me and everyone else. 
Yeah, yeah, honestly, I consider myself part of the new crowd. So when you came up with the term nerd pill, I said to myself, yeah, that's pretty much what my I'm going to be under nerd pill. So I'm all cool with that. Right. And, um, you know, a lot of people kind of uh, wonder what nerd pill is. Um, well, they should maybe interview me and find out. I'm not going to explain I it. I mean, <laughs> I already, yeah, unless you want to go back to the past all the con all the videos and then you can kind of figure it out but i'm not going to explain it <laughs> i'm not going to explain it uh <laughs> but uh yeah i totally get it man um i totally get it um and like i said like for new guys i know it's like i think it's going to get harder for people to think about okay what theme should i pick because you know a lot of these themes are already getting picked off i mean shout out to nameless right I mean, I don't, I can't. I mean, you can't see another nameless just pop up in here with the scrolls and stuff in the in the uh, and all the Japanese. Like that would be like too copycatish, right? Like a clone, right? Um, same thing with you. We can't see another one doing Black Ronin's content. It just it'd be weird, right? Or another Be More Tales. Like okay, someone else doing cartoons. Well, you know, Be More Tales was already here doing that. You know, so you know, um, people got to really. Um, and like I said, this space is a lot of empty room here, so you might as well, you know, get on it. I mean, you know, so don't waste your time. Uh, so um, uh, definitely, uh, I, I appreciate what you're doing. So um, you made this series, The War Room, which kind of, it, it stood out to me on your channel. Because um, what a lot of people don't know is that they should be making their own series. So you made actually two of them. And I was like, War Room? So tell me the origins of The War Room in why you wanted to um, create this series and what, what how did you brainstorm it as well yeah absolutely so um it really all started like i said really started with me where growing up i've always been fascinated with history in regards to world war ii um, i had three grand uncles who served in the war one of them served on the easter front and then two of them served on the pacific front and so hearing their tales and reading up as far as the histories that goes on during that time frame, I was just thinking to myself, you know, this is a subject that I've studied for a long time. I'm very familiar with uh, a lot of the aspects that went on back then. Maybe I can do a series as far as what would be my intake on it. And so my co-host for the show, um, Logic's Finest, we talk a lot on the back end and come to find out he too is a World War II historian. Um, but he studied more of the Eastern Front, whereas my expertise is more on the Pacific Front. And so an idea just came to mind like, hey, you know, we have this topic that we got going on the back end. We talking about the Eastern Front and the Pacific Front. Um, what of our intakes? What would we do if we was in this situation in a battle or vice versa? And I was like, you know what? We can actually make a series just based off of our input on the aspects of World War II. And so we just kind of pre-planned as far as what we was going to do to kind of lead into the series. Um, what major points we wanted to hit off and whatnot. And also just kind of reflect of how those things even relate to today. And once we kind of made out the plans and I was like, yeah, you know, this literally looked like a war room. So let's just go with that name title. And and pretty much that's, as they said, the rest was history. Um, we kickstarted the series, I want to say 
back in March or April. I know it's fairly young, so we just now kind of getting it going. But uh, mm -hmm. yeah, it's been going on pretty good. I think we'll have another one scheduled for next month and for the rest of the year. But yeah, you know, it's just an idea that two gentlemen, Af African-American gentlemen at that, who share the same interests in regards to World War II, we just decided to come together and make it into a series. Yeah, man, that's pretty good, man. And so how many episodes do you do um, like a month? You do like once a month or maybe twice a month? Or what, what's your format on that? So right now out of, you know, as far as work and having time on the weekends, I usually format it to do one episode a month. And then mm -hmm. every now and then if I have some space, maybe do like uh, SYSPM, either stream or video in between. But I try to have a space out for each series, one episode a month. Mm hmm and you mentioned so you would consider yourself a historian right oh yeah anything okay. world war ii that's pretty much kind of like my forte okay so i have two questions so what do you um let me do a quick shout out to people what's up what's going on Colin? what's going on archer what's going on <laughs> check says surprised that people are younger than me well no i mean i know boomer you know boomer's young as hell uh c sits young as hell Coolin's young as hell black curls with the curls you got some young gen z uh niggas in this piece so uh, I just did. I never knew. I never asked Sigma his age before because I, I never knew. Like, but I, I could tell you was a young dude. So uh, yeah, I was just it was, you know, it was just shocked because I was guessing maybe like maybe like twenty some I, I maybe twenty five or so. But he said twenty eight. I'm like, oh shit. Okay, all right. So he got me there. Surprised me on that shit. <laughs> uh, but oh, shout out to Cut to the Chase. He says I'm starting to think I was one of the youngest. That man, you ain't alone here, man. It's a lot of young people here, um, and it's 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 great. What's going on, Rocky? So. Do you plan on adding maybe more members to your war room? Because let's say there's another, you know, a couple of other black historians here that may have uh, studied another field of it compared to what you and your, your partner do. Um, you think you might consider adding a third or fourth member maybe? Well, definitely we are planning to get some more interviewers to kind of like give their input on certain aspects of the war and even some aspects of people that studied it uh we are looking into you know bringing some people more on the panel to kind of talk more about it the only thing is unfortunately we do have some detractors who kind of want to tie in black stuff in regards to the war room so we mm -hmm. still have to filter that out to make sure that hey this is strictly world war ii even though we will make mention of a few modern day aspects that tie into what goes on back in history um we really not making this up to like an, a, a debate type of series but yeah we're definitely entertaining the idea in fact um there's one individual that i'm trying to get in contact with um he's more of a medical historian and mm -hmm. i would like to give his input in regards to some of the medical practices before and during world war ii so indeed we are definitely looking at trying to get more people uh if they can and you know after doing some thorough background checks get them on to kind of share their inputs as far as what they study and what they know during those time frames and you know another thing i, I just thought about here is that because your channel is, is a history theme i mean you got tons of unlimited like content like your stuff would i mean i mean i guess because you could always go back so far to, to get content you know it'd be really hard for you to run out i mean because oh, uh, yeah. there's tons we, of history yeah we're we're barely scratching the surface right now um right now in the series we're mainly just talking about some of the figureheads 
going mm-hmm. into World War II, we haven't even touched as far as some of the playmakers and some of the key aspects and events that goes on. So, yeah, um, even if we was to go from start to finish, this series could take on a good 10 years before it's <laughs> fairly talked about. <laughs> but see, but see that that this is this is good though because like I said, you you start your own series, right? What are you on episode seven, I think? Yeah, episode seven. So, so by the time you keep going, you know, uh, after some years, I mean, you're gonna be, I mean, that's the, I mean, that's what YouTube actually likes, honestly, because you can make your own playlist and then you have that long catalog, you know, for people who co- are just coming in to watch and rewatch those playbacks. So, yeah, that's a good thing, man. I think uh, that's a good. I I can't wait to see you uh, get to episode twenty. That's gonna be insane. Um, but that's how you should do it. Um, let's see. Uh, what's going on, Zeno? Zeno says, uh, what happened to King Gagakari Jones? What happened to him? Oh, you know, he's doing good right now. Um, he's just not able to do his channel at the moment because he actually got a new promotion on his job. And so he wants to focus on that a little bit more. But he's definitely doing the Black Ronin series with me. So all is good on his end. Uh, is he also a millennial dude? Hmm, I forgot his age, but he's actually more of a Generation Xer. Oh, okay, so he's okay. actually a few years older than me. Okay, I've heard of him from you and um, uh, Mad Bus Driver, so that's how I know him. I think he's he's on your channel a few times, right? Yeah, yeah, uh, he'd be on my channel a good portion of the time so if you come to the streams and everything you'll definitely see him logic finest even guys that's in the chat right now like black curls evan duncan those guys definitely come to channels as well so they they definitely be there good shit uh let's see what's going on bowser says i know the ss uniforms were made by hugo boss ask sigma what kind of perfume they used That's a good question. I have to do more research on that. Mm-hmm. So now let's uh, get to the Black Ronin uh, series you had. So tell me uh, the origins of that. What was your your, your thought process when it came to that series? Um, and uh, did you what were your initial ideas when it came to that series? And also, uh, same questions before. Uh, how many episodes do you do a month? Uh, what are your like long term goals for those that series? Yeah, absolutely. So. What started the Black Rona series actually began last year after I made my first ever trip to Japan. Um, and that aspect is a long story as far as what led up to it and my experiences from over there. Um, I started talking with Kitagakure Jones. We started sharing anecdotes as far as what I experienced there, similar to the things that he experienced there. And an idea just hit me. It's like, hmm, you know, we can actually make a series about black men who travel to and forth to japan and some of our aspects that we go there and that kind of ties in a little bit with sysbm excuse me ties a little bit with sysbm because there's a lot of brothers who well is a myth that guys who go sysbm they're only chasing white women and that's Mm -hmm. not even the case Um, there's a lot of brothers who come from many different aspects of life who just like different varieties and so there were a handful of brothers who really enjoyed their time in japan and so i just came up with the idea like hey kitty how about me and you do a series where we talk about brothers who experience life over in japan and even kind of like talk about more of japanese culture so that way if new brothers are interested in going to japan 
um, we can give them the heads up of what they could expect going there. And so that's how the, the series really began. And that one, I would definitely say out of the two series that I got that I got going on now, mm-hmm. um, it seems that a lot of the younger brothers love the Black Ronin series. And so, mm-hmm. you know, we're really hitting that top. And shout out to SKC. Uh, we're even doing some things on the back end for both uh-huh. series on that. But uh, but yeah. Uh, we started doing that series. Um, I'm actually looking for more individuals who have been to Japan as far as black men. I wanted to bring them on to kind of do some interviews with them, kind of share their stories, whether good or bad, because um, I want brothers to kind of get all kinds of experience from there. So that way, you know, any newcomers that come through and they want to know, you know, what's it like for brothers that go there, you know, they have a series here on on YouTube where it's catered to black men going to Japan or even just becoming part of the Japanese culture. And so that that's really how the Black Ronin series was born. Huh. Okay. Well I'm glad I'm glad you're telling me this because I was wondering I'm like a hey, um so basically it's brothers who have been to Japan and brothers who are coming uh, to your platform to just to um basically give uh, give you all the detail and, and stuff about their experience uh while traveling to Japan. Absolutely. And, and wow. even we're finding more stories online of brothers who, you know, have done many great things in Japan and whatnot. And we want to share their stories as well. Um, one thing, <laughs> I was scheduled to go to Japan this year, but unfortunately the coronavirus it right. put a stop to that. So right now I'm planning to be back there next year. And this time I'm definitely going to do some more on location streaming so that way brothers can see what's going on on the scenes and you know just even just kind of give some more insight and aspects of the japanese life and culture for black men who live in japan or just travel there that's a really good idea man i I look uh i'm definitely gonna check that out when you hopefully uh maybe next year or the other year after after this crazy stuff goes away but that that's a really good idea and uh you know Especially, we have a lot of brothers in the military. I mean, shout out to uh, Nameless and Checkin. I didn't even know you were in the military, bro. Um, but there's a lot of. Uh, I was gonna say salute to those guys as well. Always salute to the veterans. Yeah, there's a lot of uh, military dudes here, so they they might have some experiences in Japan. Shit, uh, Checkin, you might want to um, definitely come check out Black Ronin's. Uh, check out a six month show, man, and get on there. I mean, if you have some experience, you might want to say for them that might be some good stuff there. Um, and and, so. and like I said, by the way, we're still looking for you know brothers who've been there would like to share their thoughts and in interviews. So um, if you do come to Black Rolling Series, just shout yourself out. I always have my email address listed there. Uh, just shoot me an email, and then we'll try to get you on one of our episodes. Man, dude, that's that's a really good idea, man. Um, you yeah, so yeah, um, you definitely need to. We definitely need to send put some flyers out for that because. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that are in the military. So, um, yeah, definitely. Um, okay, you're seeing this stuff. Okay, good, 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 good. And, yeah, be sure to subscribe to Sigma Jones. I think he's already past 300, so we got you past 300. But definitely keep subscribing uh, to Sigma. Um, he's a, a fresh new guy here in the space doing his thing, um, history, um, uh, different type of series and stuff like that. Uh, a lot of SYSBM content, so definitely check him out. Um, so when did you start watching the Mansphere? So interesting story, and it actually ties into what got me into SYSBM in the first place. <laughs> so 
this is actually a story that I shared on Free Speech Avenger, but I may look at re-uploading re that, at least a portion of that over here on YouTube. But to kind of go back, it all really started back in high school. Um, and some would say this is one of those simp tales, but hey, you know, we've all been there. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there was a girl who was a year younger than me in high school, and I called her Miss Beebe. And what made Miss Beebe interesting is she was half black and her mom was half white and half Asian. So she was pretty much almost a quarter Blasian or pretty much a quarter Blasian per se. But um, yeah, she came from a two parent household and whatnot. And, you know, back in those days, you know, being a young cat in high school, I had a crush on her. And so, you know, I tried making my moves on her and everything but throughout those times she would just give this you know soft rejection of, oh i like you and all but i'm not ready for a relationship and everything but we could still be friends and mm -hmm. so I, for some reason i keep pursuing pursuing so right up until we got into college and i tried to shoot my shot again this was probably around the time when i was a sophomore and this time, she pretty much gave a hard rejection. And her hard rejection was, I'm seeing somebody right now. Mm -hmm. And it kind of threw me for a loop because it was like, oh, so you actually now serious about somebody. But whoever that somebody is, you know, she was very secretive about it. So fast forward to maybe like a few months or so. We're at this open mic session. Um, we're getting ready to do a performance there and whatnot. And she comes in with this guy. Mm -hmm. And uh, <laughs> this guy, um, if you can imagine a shorter, tanned Colin Kaepernick with an afro, that's what this guy looked like. And mm -hmm. he also had, I guess you could say, the black power type of attire with the African uh, wardrobes and whatnot. And so this girl, she she was on him like white on rice. I mean, the dude could do no wrong. He pretty much got on the mic and talk about yabba dabba do and the girl was just melting. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so, you know, I'm just kind of taken aback by this. Like, so it's this guy that I guess she's in a relationship with and you know just hugging kissing and whatnot so part of me was just confused but then a part of it's like hey man you just focus on something else mm -hmm. then all of a sudden a week later uh, I'm getting ready for school and all and I get a text message from her and she's asking if I could take her to school and it was at that moment that I just I just kind of lost it. I was just like, you're going to sit up here and ask me to take you to school when Damn. you have a guy <laughs> who, so to speak, uh, the black power type of guy who is nothing but God in your eyes. You're going to ask me to take you to school. And, you know, some would say that was my red pill rage and whatnot. Sure. That was that was a moment where I just kind of came into the thought of the red pill. 
So, you know, like any type of brother that go online and, mm-hmm. you know, you start searching for questions like, why do women do this? Why do women do that? And lo and behold, the first channel that actually, I guess you could say, segue me into the Black Manosphere was Tommy Sotomayor. And yeah. I started watching some of his contents and everything. And, you know, from there, I started seeing other brothers, excuse me, who were kind of getting into the Black Manosphere. And probably the one, the one brother who really, not a play on words, pun intended, literally took me down the rabbit hole was David Carroll. The amount of information I saw on his channel, it just really blew my mind as far as, you know, how women are acting and everything. So during that time, you could say I was in my red pill rage. I thought all women were like that. You know, no matter what type of women you deal with, they're always going to backstab you and whatnot. So fast forward three years later, um, one of my buddies in college, he invited me to a cultural event on campus and during this cultural event there's different booths of people who come from other countries and whatnot and they have like social clubs there so my buddy who's asian he took me to this cultural booth that was a japanese uh social club so Mm -hmm. i go there and you know i'm meeting a lot of his friends that are part of this club real authentic japanese people by chance uh, they were really cool and during this exact same exact same exchange that's when i ran into her and she was my first japanese love um nice. she just just think about it now like you know she has so much femininity uh just the way our energies just bounce off each other you know it was just amazing and so while we were talking you know i just asked her like hey um how about me and you kind of go out for lunch you know just just hang out she was like ecstatic and wanted to wanted to go out to the lunch date so okay cool let's do that so fast forward a few days i'm getting getting ready to head out for our lunch date and all and I get back on campus and she's waiting for me and she had this little gift box I was like hmm. oh what's this and she was like oh, oh this this gift is from you um it's from my hometown of Hiroshima and it was literally a gift box of authentic Japanese candy that she had I guess her parents sent her and she wanted to, she wanted me to have it because she felt like, you know, she felt I was cute. So it was her way of just saying, you know, she she liked it being all. So it was at that moment where I had another epiphany. And I was just like, the problem with the women here in America is not per se the women, it's the culture. And... Yep. From from then on, you know, we started a short relationship as far as like on campus and everything. And, you know, even then it was still one of the best relationships I've ever had. And during that time I was going online, look, okay, how do black men do with, you know, Asian women as far as relationships and all, particularly Japanese. So 
once again go online start looking up information and then lo and behold i come on to a video by mad bus driver x and this was even before he started his moniker of sysbm mm -hmm. but he was starting to garner a lot of attention he was starting to garner um, you know, a lot of guys who follow around the same path and he had videos that talk about, you know, his experience of knowing brothers who've been in relationships with Asian women. And as I started to follow more of his content, I then got notified of other brothers who shared the same content or the same aspect. And one of them would turn out to be my co-host for the Black Ronin series, Kitty Jones. And as they say, the rest from there was history. So that was my introduction, not only into the black manosphere, but also into SYSBM. And it's funny because my, the first person I saw was uh, like my brother had um, like suggested me uh, checking out Tariq and she's books and stuff. And like Tariq, I'm like, and I was looking at his books. I'm like, eh, this is kind of, this kind of, this is just too much for me. And then I found um, O'Shea. And like you said, you start looking up stuff, you find O'Shea and stuff like that. So I found O'Shea. And then I found all these other people, Black Rams and all that stuff. So um, that's how I found it. Um, so you were pretty much in the chat. Were you sort of in the chat for a while before you made your channel? Yeah. Yeah. I was definitely one where I would just be in the chat rooms, um, maybe just be a fly on the wall. And then mm. once. Uh, I think before StreamYard, they had like a open channel. Uh, Google Hangout? Google. Yeah, Google Hangout. Mm -hmm. um, Obsidian would have like some open discussions through Google Hangout. And so I, you know, mustered up the courage to kind of come onto his panels to kind of get my inputs every now and then. But wow. yeah, uh, I mainly, once I started getting into the Black Manosphere, I was mainly like just watching videos, being in live streams as far as in the chat rooms and all. And then. You know, once I felt like I want to share my experience, my stories, uh, I would sometimes come onto these open panels. And then eventually I decided, you know what, might as well jump into this as well and just kind of give my own content, uh, some of the things that I've done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because you, you took, like I said, um, I feel like, and let me know if I'm, if, what do you think about this? I feel like a lot of people may be discouraged to start channels uh, just because of what goes around here. But uh, for the few that do, I think... Um, it's a big leap. Um, you know, it's not like when you're looking at the gaming channels or the uh, anime channels or the tech channels, you know, it's just like, you know, uh, I think that those, that learning curve and leap is not too um, big, rather. Uh, I don't know. Uh, what are your thoughts on that? No, I agree. Um, to me, the hardest part is just starting out with what are you going to talk about? Um, you have some individuals that feel like, oh, I could just create a channel and just talk about anything I want. Well, that's not as easy as it seems. Um, you first got to study your audience. You got to understand what's going to attract people um, to your channel. Um, what kind of content can you put in there to make them more interactive, um, to even kind of get them more involved in what you're doing. All of that plays into eventually getting that microphone getting that studio and then producing content so it's definitely not no walk in the park of oh you know if he could do it so can i no you really have to do your own research you have to study your audience know what what target you're trying to get as far as you know the people the content 
where you want to go with your channel if you want to monetize it if you want to do some e-commerce business with it you know all of that takes to account before you get a microphone and just start you know spewing whatever content you want to spew out there completely agree completely agree um so uh, before we get to that um be sure to like the video for people who are maybe new coming in um definitely I appreciate that and don't forget to share the video as well and if you haven't already be sure to subscribe to sigma's channel with the links in the description so uh, what, what was your process when it came to brainstorming your approach to your style of commentary because you know we can't all sound the same you know it's it, it, it'll be way too repetitive in the space you know um so how did you go about uh, figuring that out well when i start off with free speech avenger um i wanted to do like a light version of David Carroll's Rabbit Hole production. Um, mm -hmm. To me, I liked his trajectory and a lot of his talking points when he goes down into the rabbit hole. And so I wanted to do something similar to that as far as creating my own memes and, you know, kind of sharing my thought process. Maybe not with the language and all, but definitely mm -hmm. kind of in that similar manner. But then as far as on YouTube, I was like, okay, we'll change things a little bit differently, um, especially like the War Room and the Black Ronin series and all. I wanted to kind of give more hands-on uh, so where the audience can kind of see more information rather than just me talking, you know, all the time. And so what I kind of did then was with the War Room, I wanted something that was a little bit more interactive where we do more research and even i've already have a few ideas coming down the pipe where we'll even look at a few simulations um as far as like with war battles and events and all so that way the audience can get a bird's eye view on that and then i mentioned in the black ronin series uh, once the COVID 19 is kind of put under control i plan on traveling back to japan to kind of do more on-site streaming and, and videos to kind of show the audience hey here's what's going on on the ground so that way you know, it's not just here's a video of me talking about this topic, that topic. No, here's actually something where it's a lot more interactive. So those are those were my approach as far as YouTube. And then with FS Avenger, it was just more like a rabbit hole light version in regards to those videos. Mm -hmm. uh, so um, what do you prefer when it comes to format? Do you prefer short videos? Do you prefer, uh, do you prefer the longer commentary streams? Uh, obviously, there is a big difference, um, but what do you? What's your preference, and uh, what did you kind of discover about yourself when you're um, doing one uh, uh, besides the other? Yeah, it it depends on what type of format I'm going within the video or the videos per se. Um, if I'm doing a video where I'm giving my thoughts from an SYSBM perspective, um, the short videos seem to do a lot better with the audience. Um, I have a I have a semi series I'm going on called Reflections of the Inner Man, and those videos are probably no more than 18 minutes long, with just me talking in the background, with shooting some videos um, out in nature, and that one seems to garner a lot of attention from brothers and even people that is not from the Black Manosphere. And then as far as with the streams and all, um, it seems the best format for me is more so having a co-host or multiple people to talk on the subjects that we talk about that seems to get a lot of the audience involved 
and scenes that get them more interactive. So it seems like with the shorter videos, just making it short and sweet, and then with the streams, just having more interactive talks with the audience. In fact, later on, I'm going to do a Q&A session so that mm -hmm. way, you know, there's questions I get through emails and on, even through the chats, where I'll be able to answer a lot of questions for the audience, um, even for like Zero and Obama. <laughs> what's going on, Zero? And uh, uh, what's going on, Stoic? Yeah, and so see that. Um, and for uh, checking for you, uh, the prefecture that I went to is uh, the Kanto prefecture with Tokyo and Yokohama. Um, next year, I'm actually going to be traveling to the Kansai prefecture where Osaka and Kyoto. So I plan on doing some streamings there too. But yeah, those are the formats that I kind of do for my videos. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. Uh, so like I said, I um, I was doing uh, my, my kind of long commentaries um, for the most part. But then, uh, like I said, you know, it is kind of good to switch it up a little bit with the short videos. Um, so sometimes, you know, someone may email a topic and it's like, well, you know, it's it, it's not worth, you know, doing a long uh, stream on that one. I can just do it in a short form, uh, you know, like 10, 20 minute video or something like that. Um, I will say, though, although both are fun, um, for me, you know, I can show my, you know, I can be more just laid back on the, on the streaming and it's more interactive on those ones. But the videos, it does, it does take a bit more work depending on what you're trying to do on the video. Um, the one I just did Saturday, that one took like, I think like at least an hour, two hours to make. I was like, wow, this is, uh, this is really something, you know? So, um, you know, you definitely, uh, it's good to mix it up. So um, I definitely feel you on that. Uh, what's going on? Like I said, what's going on, Zero? Uh, hope you're enjoying your um, politic weekend. Uh, what's going on, Omega? What's going on? Um, oh, God. What, 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 what's going on, Omega? Are we are doing something crazy? All right. Not even surprised by that. Um, not even surprised by that at all. Um, so what do you think about um, Black YouTube and the Black Manosphere overall? <sighs> <laughs> That's a very, very good I heard, question. I heard, I heard the side. Oh, of course, man. This is nerd too, man. We, we always do the, the questions. Yeah, um, I definitely feel like the the nerd pill is definitely going to take things in a better direction. Um, in fact, I was telling this brother a while back. Um, he was doing some streams on other animes and even video games, and I told him that the younger brothers like us we prefer those type of channels more so than the whole channels that talk about politics or religion not saying that those subjects don't garner our attention you know every now right. and then we'll peep through but i just feel like for those who are part of the millennials and zennials going forward you know thanks to technology we're more open to different variety of subjects so, you know, for those who have made their stumping grounds as far as what goes on in the community and whatnot, yeah. hey, props to you. Um, definitely wish you the best and everything. But at least for me and for a lot of the brothers that I talk to and interact with, we're more interested in other subjects and subjects that really kind of helps brothers to better their mindsets more than to just talk about the down aspects of society. So I think overall the nerd pill definitely is going in a great direction. 
But other aspects of the Black Manosphere, it, it can be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I, I hear you, man. Um, black YouTube, uh, I'm not because I'm not really subbed. I mean, because Black YouTube would contain, you know, the the fashion channels, the hair channels, uh, the weave channels, the car channels. We got some tech channels there. We got um, sneaker heads. I've seen people do reviews on shoes, and they're doing just fine. So. There's a lot of stuff out there on black general black YouTube. There are, of course, a lot of uh, relationship gossip, uh, celebrity news, sports. So I mean, it's all over the place, right? There's a couple black gaming channels. There, we have that too in black YouTube. So um, black YouTube is definitely um, bigger per se. Now, like I said, I've already covered the Mansphere in my nerd nigga assessment Q4. So anyone who missed that, check that one out. Um, hopefully, I'm not going to do a Q4 2021, but check that out if you missed that one. Um, so yeah, I just wanted to hear your uh, uh, overall experience with that. So let me see the comments real quick. What's going on, uh, Liam? Shout out to Liam. Hello, Niger nigga. What's going on? Uh, still got a question for you, um, Sigma. Yes. So I haven't been to Hokkaido yet, but I am making plans to go there. Um, I actually have two of my buddies that I met from college. They stay in Hokkaido, so I now have a reason to go there. So definitely on the list. Mm-hmm. Amiga says, oh, the niggas will come and say, what about the pussy, though? Right. Right. I mean, right. I mean, we've already, yeah, shout out to Zero. Zero was right on that one. Um, so you mentioned this before, uh, Sigma, but what are some of the uh, YouTubers that may have influenced you, motivated you to make content? I think you mentioned Eric Carroll. Um, you mentioned uh, Tommy Sotomayor, Matt Bus Driver. Are there any other uh, YouTubers that um, you watch? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, definitely my co-host, Kitigakade. Um, a lot of his earlier streams that he was doing motivated me. Um, and there was quite a few others before me, too, like Solo TV, Mr. Fantastic, um, Game Changer. And there was one other person I first got got him on the tip of my tongue. Have you, uh, um, you fought Zero stuff? Oh, yeah. Well, Zero, I found him after I started doing my content. But, yeah, definitely Zero. Mm -hmm. um, watch him a lot. In fact, Zero, <laughs> whenever I need to have some more common sense put back into my brain, I go to Zero's channel to watch his logic. So, <laughs> definitely. Uh, that's why I, mean. I told Zero that before. I'm like, he, he, he's the one who kind of, like, puts the balance on the ship. I'm like, for the logic side, you know, so... Uh, be telling zero nigga stop keep doing content stop don't 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 fuck around i mean keep please so you, you know settle this, this ship out you know maybe joking around and shit um so okay that, yeah. that's cool um but yeah but it, oh, go ahead oh i was gonna say but yeah there's it's zero i'm just thinking of guys before me before i started uh making my own content who i was watching but even now there's newcomers that um put in their own content like ash the man jj wilson just mentioned zero um there's one other brother i started watching um forgot his name but anywho yeah there's there's some newcomer guys that's coming through that you know their content is definitely different variety and not you know always about black topics like black youtube black metasphere so mm -hmm. those type of guys um definitely just branching out and just looking Looking at her content, subscribing, because, you know, hey, I love variety. We definitely need a little bit more variety. Agreed, agreed, agreed. And, like, uh, for the people who just came in, be sure to, like I said, to subscribe to uh, Sigma. Um, please, uh, Maj, you can go ahead and put his link in the chat again. 
people that are just coming in. Uh, so what are your thoughts on um, marriage, um, SOSBM, open relationships, uh, the passport bros, MGTOW, um, the pro-blacks, um, the pump and dump? Uh, give me a, 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 I just gave you like a full entree of questions, but just, let's, let's start at marriage. <laughs> marriage, ah. well, I know it's kind of crazy hearing somebody who, you know, SYSBM talks about and all, but mm -hmm. I will be the one to say, marriage is not for every brother and the reason i say that is not because so to speak as far as with feminism and the things that's going on whatnot but i say that in regards because a lot of black men that have witnessed not only here on youtube but even in real life their ideas of marriage kind of puts them in a world of hurt in fact, I had a conversation with a young brother a while back and I asked him, can you explain to me the difference between a state section marriage and a cultural marriage? And his only answer was, um, what's a cultural marriage? And I told him, well, before you get into marriage, I highly advise you don't get married unless you understand the difference between those two. And even then, even then, once you figure out what's the difference, you probably still may not want to get married. Because even when there's guys who understand the difference, they still have the liability to make mistakes. And so I'm just of the belief that unless you're a, a, a man who knows what he's doing and you understand how the game is played, I hate using that word, but you understand... <laughs> You understand how this marriage thing is played and how to put yourself in better position. Don't get married. Mm -hmm. I feel you on that. Like, like I said, on the channel, I don't, um, I don't really strongly promote it, but I don't say um, don't do it either. I just say, let's be smart niggas and, um, you know, just focus on your um, career and stuff like that. Um, but I, I'm not. I'm not gonna force that shit down people's throats. That's just. That's just not. Just, that's not my uh, mission on this channel anyway. So yeah, um, and, I, I agree on that. Yeah, and same thing with SYSBN. You would never hear me on my videos or streams saying that all black men should be SYSBM. That would never happen. And mm -hmm. the reason why is twofold. Number one, um, SYSBM kind of is more on the lines of brothers choosing the best options out there and in order to do that you got to have some self-discipline and a lot of brothers just just gonna be honest don't have that much self-discipline and so that's why i don't push for sysbn from that angle and then the next reason why is because well there's still brothers who are still loyal to i would say some of the matriarchal aspect and so with them i even if they were to branch out and you know date marry somebody outside of their race they're more likely to get somebody who resembles the type of females from their stumping grounds and so that's why i don't push sysbm on all brothers any brothers it's like look you know you have to come to that decision for yourself you have to decide if that's the best track for you I'm mm -hmm. not going to force you, force you to do it. Nobody else is going to force you to do it. You have to come to that decision. So, yeah, that's how I feel about it. 
So I have actually um, a question for you with the SYSBM piece because I feel like, like I said, I don't know if you heard me say this before, but on all of these things, there's always extremes to it. And I feel like there are some people that, you know, they're just, they're promoting SYSBM so hard, but it's like, it's almost like some people just kind of fall behind for, to do hoorah-rah. And it's like, are they just, are they basically, they're basically doing hope. Because because I always tell these people that um, who are trying to go into different countries and cultures and stuff like that, I always say that there's no guarantee that that culture will accept you, you know, just because you can fly over all over the place and have a passport doesn't really mean that um, those cultures or societies will accept you. So just take that in mind wherever you're traveling, but um, just open your expectations a little bit. But uh, what do you what do you think about that? You think there's anyone that's kind of using the SOSBM just just to do hoorah rah, not really just just for its genuine uh, reason? Yeah, there there's definitely some extremists who kind of feels like if you go to other cultures, you'll be saved and everything. And mm -hmm. I share your same sentiments. Um, black men should not be looking to go to other cultures to, per se, leave their problems behind. Um, you're actually going to make things a lot worse when you try to do something that stupid. To me, it's just like if you're that's why I like to use the word competent black men, mm -hmm. because, you know, <laughs> We, we have we have words that be thrown around like alphas and betas and everything right it, it, it's definitely not helping the situation mm -hmm. so i like to use the word competent because when you dealing with society at large from a business social um religious all other type of aspects in life mm -hmm. if you can show the world that you're competent no they they're they're not going to, so to speak, embrace you in your culture, but you have more wiggle room to get further in life. And mm -hmm. actually, from my experience, competent brothers who have taken on other aspects of cultures, they're more welcome into other societies. But again, that's coming from a brother who is competent. And there's not many black men of America who are competent. That's, mm -hmm. that's the reality. And I'll, I'll say this, man. I was technically I was just I was doing SYSBM before I even knew what it was. You know, I just I I just you know whoever you know back when I was in high school and all that stuff, college, like whoever you know was a, a decent chick, you know whatever personality, whatever. I don't really care about the skin tone. I just I just okay, you know if you're you're down, you're down, you know. So um, when I found out it was actually something called SYSBM, I was like, oh well. I'm pretty sure there's a lot of dudes that actually do that. They just don't know what they're doing. You know, they're just this whatever. You don't have any. They, they don't have any limits when it comes to dating. They just date whoever, you know, uh, women that are out there, you know? Yeah, my sentiments exactly. Um, in fact, I tell anybody that even though, yeah, I consider myself an SYSBN practitioner, but mm -hmm. even when I was little, I definitely understood that my future partner or spouse, whatever, most mm -hmm. likely is going to be someone of a different race, a different culture. Just based on how I was raised and what my folks were kind of pushing me away from the so-called black thinking or black box thinking and whatnot. And so for me, I just kind of look at it as more of an underground movement. But even then, you know, even brothers who may not have heard of SYSBM, 
mm-hmm. subconsciously they're already practicing it. And to me, that's even better because if they're practicing it, if they're practicing it subconsciously, um, then they don't need to have any sort of ties to whatever movement. You know, you just do what's best for you. Do what's good for life. Yeah, completely agree. I mean, whatever, um, you know, whatever's um, to your preference and benefit, I just say, go ahead and do it. Um, I don't really care. That's why when I have a lot of friends who sometimes they're with blacks, sometimes they're with non-blacks, you know, as long as you're happy, man, like, I don't, I don't see any point trying to shame you or anything like that. Uh, let me get to the comments. Uh, Check says, I have seen a lot of people who only talk on certain panels. Correct. I stopped my silence and spoke on Aegon. Certain people don't like that. Uh, Check, man. Yeah, I'm glad you... Um, I, yeah, I did see you on a couple of panels. I'm glad you're um, doing that, man. Um, it's true. Uh, if you And that's why I keep saying, man, this is like I talked about this in my Q4 assessment, man. Um, you're seeing the same people on panels. You're seeing the same people get interviewed. You're seeing the same people show up. Um, there's a reason for that, you know. Uh, Manosphere politics, I guess Ed calls it. I guess. Uh, let's see. Uh, it says uh, zero is awesome, but he he and though he falcon punches hope. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's not a hope <laughs> nigga. He's not a hope nigga. Uh, he's a doom nigga. Like um, my fellow uh, brother New. He's uh, New and Zero are definitely um, doom niggas. Uh, let's see. Uh, what's going on, Ice? Hey, man. I knew you. I knew you guys were dealing with some crazy shit once that one guy got on a fantastic channel. So, uh, what's up? What's going on, Ice Man? Uh, it says, uh, I've seen a lot of people who only talk on certain panels. Yeah, right, right, right. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, it says, as long as brothers are dealing with natural-born females, I'm all good. Yeah, I've, I I feel you, man. I'm the same way. Um, yeah, I'm good you know, with that, too. You know, yeah, same way. Totally agree. Uh, let's see. Uh, these black male feminist husbands are ruthless. Um, it says, they'll say, my life is great, and I just came for the conversation. Right? Yep, yeah, two point up bullshit. It's called, Infantry says, marriage is a business or a contract. You don't go into business with someone you disagree with completely agree bingo and political black women were put on a different political direction than black men back in the 70s called gender politics says there are blue pill roaming aimlessly thinking the black man's is on some crazy um, mega shit yeah there are a lot of blue uh pill uh, people in um in this uh space um that's definitely true um let me see um it says 95 percent of women are liberal don't matter what race yeah that's why i say um fuckery is global that's why I'd say for people who, even if you have non-black chase, whatever, I mean, like I said, or foreign, whatever, other countries, I mean, there's there's still fuckery in that. Um, still fuckery there. Uh, let's see. He says, I can talk about marriage until until you talk about the different political direction. Okay, yeah, I said that. I read the comment. Um, what's going on, Blaze? What's up? What is up? What is up? Uh, be sure to, like I said, Shout subscribe to, to um, Stigma's channel. Check out... Um, Mods, go ahead and put his channel back in the uh, chat once again. Because if you're making choices to better your life, you are as well as yeah. yeah, pretty much. Uh, it says the women you marry must see eye eye with you in terms of politics, or it's not going to work. Totally agree, infantry. Totally. Um, like I said, that is um, Gen Z will have to. <laughs> I know we make fun of people saying vet, but. Gen Z will have, I mean, if they're going, if they, if there's people out there that are even considering marriage, I mean, you're gonna, you can't avoid um, asking their political shit. I mean, it's true. You can't talk about marriage until you address the political divide. Yeah. Yep. So we got to give props to the founder of SSBM, um, Genghis Khan. Okay. Says, I was on my silence since 2017. Checking. Why were you signing for like damn near three years, bro? Well, I guess I'll have to, I mean, shit, even me, I just started my channel this year, too, so I guess I was, 
kind of silent too. So, uh, yeah, you got a good point there. Uh, it says, uh, you guys talk about marriage, ignoring how marriage can't last when the man and the woman have different value systems or views on how kids should be raised. Black, uh, black women are anti-nuclear family. Yeah, uh, Black Lives Matter. Uh, but yeah, be sure to, um, yeah, dude, yes, curls, man. You'd be surprised how many femini uh, feminists this I, I be having to cut off and just run away from. <laughs> it's uh, it's pretty bad. Um, so what are your thoughts about uh, MGTOW? MGTOW, actually, I'm in agreement with a lot of things, MGTOW. Um, I actually, it, it's something because ever since my trip uh, from Japan and all, I've pretty much been MGTOW here in America. Um, I rarely interact with women unless out of necessity as far as like with jobs or some sort of business that I have to tend to. Outside of that, and with exceptions of female relatives and all, I really don't go out of my way to interact with a lot of women. Mm -hmm. um, so definitely I'm in agreement with a lot of things, MGTOW. I've just had the impression of, you know, if you're a guy and you like women, you know, nothing wrong with that. And especially if there are women overseas who have a lot things better for you definitely nothing wrong with that so i'm actually of the belief that my my model is overseas i'm sysbm here in america i'm MGTOW. so definitely i'm in agreement with MGTOW. yeah dude there is a big difference um with cultured women versus uncultured <laughs> yeah that's uh i definitely uh, uh see that so you uh you uh come on my anime panels quite a bit i always appreciate you coming on um, what are some other interests that you have um, besides anime? Um... Well, uh, definitely <laughs> kind of ties in a little bit with my interest in the Japanese culture. Um, I have actually shared on the Black Ronin series that right now, once the COVID-19 is done, I'm actually going to be going through a series of samurai training. And this Whoa. will be my way of becoming a samurai. And how this all happened is um, while in college, uh, after joining the Japanese social club and all, I had a chance to join a taiko, uh, a taiko class, which is Japanese drumming. And mm -hmm. since then, um, my sensei has kind of been my guiding light into the ways of the Japanese culture. And so one day he uh, got in touch with one of his buddies who actually does... Um, it's a word for uh, wood sword fighting. I forgot it was called um, judo. Uh -huh. um, he does his judo training and everything. And so he would like for me to join his dojo to kind of learn more about judo. And uh -huh. actually do this training would kind of get me more into the aspects of the samurai way. And so that also was kind of another inspiration for the... Japanese culture and Black Ronin series. Um, actually, yeah, uh, Blaze said right, Kendo. 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 And, wow. And so, yeah, that's that will be my roadmap to kind of learn about the ways of the samurai and how to actually become a samurai just in modern time. <laughs> so you could say that also has a little bit of influence from my anime days because um, I've always been a big fan of shows like Samurai X and Bleach, those yeah. were the shows that really kind of got me going when I was young. So now being able to 
kind of go about the ways of of a samurai yeah that's that's definitely something i look forward to doing yeah um the reason i'm I'm laughing is because like i'm nerding out bro like please so okay so i mean so when you plan on doing uh becoming a samurai so that will actually be part of the black ronin series i'll probably do some short little clips as far as what some of the training aspects i'm going through and maybe uh-huh. later on i'll show show some some kendo matches as far as like what i'm going to with those type of aspects but yeah it's definitely going to be part of the black ronin series um to kind of show what i'm going through with that training process becoming a samurai and you know just how it ties into modern times okay so for sure we're gonna have to uh, definitely revisit that for real <laughs> yeah i mean like that just fits my like i said this nerd pill like you know like i mean come on we got come on y'all y'all, y'all obviously you obviously knew once you said that I, I mean i was gonna have to like yeah like we have to talk about this again so in a few years time we're gonna definitely do a video you know way of the samurai featuring sigma i mean that's it's gonna happen so this please just allow, <laughs> allow it to happen just allow allow the um the nerd nigga float is to come out because that, that's gonna happen all right absolutely. We, we definitely have to do that shit. we definitely have to do that shit absolutely um like i said that that was another inspiration for the black ronin series because my co-host he's actually going through training uh, to be a shinobi um and he shared many of his aspects of traveling to japan going to some of the shinobi temples to go through his training and so me on the go a path of a samurai training i know i'll have to do some trips to japan as well so it's kind of like go hand in hand as to why i'm going to have that aspect shared in the series too um, oh, but yeah so I'm, I'm like you i really want to document it can you uh can, can you uh maybe we can if we set that up can we get him too shit we get a samurai shinobi, shinobi fucking video can we do that in some years maybe i don't know um, I, I have to check with him because uh, from what he has been taught, the ways of the Shinobi is of secrecy, which, you know, oh, that's to be expected being a ninja and all. But I feel like at least with some of some of the things that I'm doing from the samurai point of view, I can actually share that. Damn. OK, cool, man. That's really going to be dope, man. I, I'm definitely looking forward to that, bro. That's that's some good shit. You know, I like that shit, man. Uh, Check says I was silent for lack of reasoning in the black man's sphere. Um, the uh, first related topics were slowly going away as more women were showing up in content creators for allowing it. Right, right, right. Um, yeah, man, I'm, dude, Sigma, please, man, just please don't, don't quit. Please keep doing that black energy. Please don't, <laughs> don't give up on the samurai shit. Please, I mean, don't do that shit. I, I mean, don't, I don't want to hear shit. You uh, saying, oh well, I took the L. I'm like, no, no L's. Just keep fucking trading and shit, so we can come back on the nerd <laughs> pill and uh, talk about your experiences, the fucking samurai and shit. Um, New says I was supposed to be in Ghost Dog, but they casted uh, Forrest Whitaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude, uh, I haven't seen that movie yet, but I'm, I'm gonna have to watch it. Um, uh, he's asking, are you in tip top shape? Um. I would say I am in a sumo type shape, and that's mainly because of my football weight from my playing days of playing football and all. But uh, I've still got ways to go as far as being in samurai shape. In fact, um, the thing that my sensei wants me to work on is being able to be more relaxed with my movements. And, and believe me, it's not as easy as it says. But even then, um, they're not so much worried about 
you know, the weight and everything. Now, if I was going through Shinobi style, the weight would be an issue. But as far as more of the samurai way, um, you'd be surprised. There's some big guys in Japan who are samurai rank and whatnot. And these are sumos too. So, yeah. Uh, I would say it's more sumo weight, but definitely I'm looking to trim down a little bit more to kind of be in the best shape. Yeah, man. Um, that's like I said, I'm I'm nerding out here, so I mean I, I'm loving that shit. Um, so, um, well, I think you might have answered this, but do you think the Black Mansphere covers enough topics? Hmm. I would say it depends on the content creators um if you're looking at content creators like ourselves as far mm -hmm. as like millennials and zillennials i think we cover a lot of topics um even topics that may not be considered part of the manosphere we mm -hmm. definitely do a good job of covering that now as far as overall if you were to include say generation x the boomers and even the silent generations Mm, that I think there's still ways to go for them to be more open, talk about mm -hmm. other topics. But yeah, if you're talking about the younger guys coming up, yeah, we we definitely hit on a lot of different varieties. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. Um, I definitely agree. Um, I think some of the older guys, I mean, kind of like the kid organics and stuff like that. You know, they're still kind of covering some stuff, but yeah, for the most part, uh, like I said, I already covered that in my nigga, a nerd nigga assessment uh, the other week, uh, this past weekend. Um, so, do you have any long term goals and where you see yourself in um, the next five years on your channel and everything? Yeah, absolutely. Um, definitely the years coming up, I plan to kind of have both of the series get into the e commerce. So, definitely be on the lookout for some merchandise that I'm going to try to get through going. Uh, we're doing some works on the back end of maybe re-imaging some of the logos. Um, I really want to try to get those up and going so that way brothers who want to become part of the Black Ronin series or even the War Room series uh, will have some merchandise for you guys to look at. And yeah, my, my long-term goal is definitely just travel more, um, be on location. Even for the War Room series, I plan on visiting some historical World War II sites to go along with it. But, um, yeah, uh, for the long term, within five to ten years, I definitely see the channel and both of those series really starting to catch a lot of attention. Hey, man, sounds great, man. I uh, look forward to um, uh, watching you grow and watching your series grow, man. I uh, appreciate you coming on. Um, and like I said, you know, we'll always be seeing you on the uh, anime panels and panels in general that we do here. So I appreciate you. appreciate you coming on, bro. Oh, not a problem at all. So, and thanks again for having me. Um, I always look forward to your streams as well, just coming through and giving my inputs and all. So, definitely shout out to you, sir. Always a pleasure. Oh, yeah, no problem, man. And I'll, I'll see you later, bro. All right. Thank you. Thanks for having me. No problem. No problem. Okay. Shout out to uh, Brother Sigma uh, for coming through on the nerd pill uh, definitely subscribe to him man dude i am nerding out i can't wait for him to come back and fucking in samurai mode and shit so we can do that fucking video man that's gonna be really good can't wait for that shit shout out to uh black man's for ink 
uh, he says younger guys are more honest. Only a few older guys are honest in this space. Totally agree. So, yo, I got a video for y'all tomorrow. It's called, Am I the Enemy? I'm going to put the link in the description. Uh, that's going to be at like the afternoon time tomorrow. So um, definitely check out that video tomorrow. It's like, it's just a short video. And we got some uh, more streams coming this week. Um, so I got a topic on LeBron James. Uh, I know, got a basketball topic. And I got, um, oh yeah, top five, uh, top 10 best anime fights on Friday. And we got a, um, I guess, a succubus uh, video on Thursday. So uh, more streams coming. Um, the I Am I the Enemy video is tomorrow. And let me give you all this video again. Make sure I give you guys this video from Saturday. Please check out this other video, too, from uh, Saturday. That was another short video. The... Um, the ironic case of Wallace. Definitely check that out, and I, I be sure to like those videos too, because um, I want. I need to see. I need definitely need some more likes on those videos so we can get it out on the um, the algorithm and all that stuff. But yep, shout out to Sigma. Shout out to y'all who came through. Appreciate it. Um, so I'll see you guys later. Like I said, available on Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, and all that good shit. Um, so yeah, yeah. Peace out to you, nerd niggas, and uh, you have a good rest of your uh, weekend.